Hi, and welcome to the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 67, where in a moment, we discuss your financial goals for 2022. That's today's show topic, and it's on the way, like I say. But please bear in mind, if you have a general financial query, you're in the right place because we have an enormous resource of free advice right here. And you can access it all simply through delving into our back catalogue of shows. Because in our programmes today, we've covered mortgages, pensions, credit unions, help to buy schemes, premium bonds, life insurance, and loads more. You name it, we've done it pretty much. And last week, we looked at reviewing your mortgage. Remember, we can drill down and focus on pretty much anything forensically. Find the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Apple or whatever you get your podcasts and you'll get us there. Like I say, enormous resource, all available for free. Find our previous shows after listening to this one and have a binge on what you need. While you're there, if you could rate and review us, for instance, if you could tell us what we need to address to help you out and follow the show, and then that way you'll get that episode when we record it next time. I'm John Ellis. With me as always, the star of our show, it's Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. How are you? You all set for Christmas? Phil, come on. There's, there's five days to go. Do you know what I miss, actually? I miss Woolies. I miss Woolies because you could go there at Christmas Eve about five to five and get something for everyone. Maybe your nana, did, maybe your nana did a play football, but she appreciated. She appreciated <laughs> the fact you got something <laughs> well organized for a change. Yeah. So get Good in there. You. Good for you. Uh, listen, this is the type of show that that we do that I really love because it's aspirational. Really, it's all about where you are now, where you want to be, and how you're going to go and get there. As we discuss your financial plan for 2022, now. Before we get into this, Phil, and I, I know the two are kind of intertwined, your personal goals are influenced by how much money you make in your business life to an extent. But when we talk about your financial goals for 2022, are we focused more on personal or business ones here? Yeah, I guess there's, there's probably a bit of both in here. I mean, it'll also depend on some of the one's circumstances as well. I mean, for me, having a business, a lot of my goals are, are kind of business related. But yeah, I guess for for, for people who are employed, it's going to be a bit of both as well. Some goals related to, to your work, some related to, to your personal circumstances. But I thought it'd be good to, to just do a show, like financial goals for, for the, the year ahead would be, be good to cover. Yeah, I, I do like the goal episodes. Okay, so most importantly, the one thing I do remember about goal setting, when we've done similar shows in the past, is that it's important to write your goals down, isn't it? Why is that? Yeah, I, I always think if you write goals down, it gives you more focus. I, I've always found when I write things down, it just makes it clearer for me. My mind seems to work better when, when I see things written down. I know there's been some of these sort of like scientific studies in the past, and they always go on about how you're more likely to achieve your goals if, if you write them down. And having a, a written financial plan could help you be clear on your priorities and have a sense of whether you're on track to achieve your financial well-being goals. I actually got an email this morning, a chap called Brad Sugars. He's a business coach. And it was a really good email. It says, a ship can never reach its destination without knowing the destination. And then it goes on to say, define your goals, set clear goals and write them down, make a detailed plan to achieve them, set a deadline for each goal. And I thought, what a great email. And also went on to say, without a defined goal, there's nothing to work towards and no motivation to get there. So I thought, that was such a timely email. That just came through this morning. And I thought, oh, great. I couldn't have timed it better for, for us recording this podcast. I think you might just have shaken up the whole format for the show and thrown in a quote there, Phil. 
<laughs> no, good one. Uh, when you're setting uh, any kind of goal, one of the things that are important to remember, and, and here I'm thinking of things like, you know, don't make them so difficult, you'll never reach them in, in a year. You know the kind of thing. By the end of 22, I want to buy Richard Branson out of all of his businesses and own Necker Island. You know, but at the same time, I suppose you don't make them too easy either. So there's no real sense of achievement and you don't have to push yourself that much. So what are the types of realistic goal setting here? And what do we have to bear in mind when we're setting any kind of goal? You know, for me, I, I always think sometimes it's good just to, to focus on one thing. I, I think it, it's easy to set a number of goals and say, right, I want this, I want that, I want to do this, I want to go here, there, whatever your, your goals may be. And sometimes if you, you set too many things, it, it can almost be a bit off-putting and you think, ah, oh, I'm not going to do that. So just, and then everything tumbles down. So for, for me, sometimes just setting one thing is, is something good. So I mean, for me, when, when I was looking to lose weight, I, I thought, right, let's just sort out my breakfast first of all. So I, that, that was the first thing I think, right, make sure I'm having a good breakfast, healthy breakfast, fine. And then I started to find, once I was getting into the habit of that, other things could would, would start to take shape. And that, that's the same with your financial and, and money goals as well. I mean, it, it, I don't know, sometimes I, I think if you try and do too much, you, you will, you'll give up and, and don't achieve any of what you want. But what's more important is whether what you'll do gives you happiness and purpose. I think that's that's something that, that intertwines really well with, with people's goals as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, uh, you know, I've done a little bit of this goal-setting stuff in the past, and what you find is, I mean, we're talking about a year-long plan here, your financial goals for 2022. What you'll find is people, and we'll do this a little bit as well, people zoom out and zoom in. So they'll say, right, so you're doing your year-long plan. How does that tie into your five-year, 10-year plan if we zoom out? You know, how does it break down that year if we go in really close? What are we going to look at for each 90 days and they break it down into to three month segments so you're saying instead of you know maybe having a, a 90 day goal have have one big one for the year so where, where do we start specifically when it comes to our financial plan for 2022 phil that's it i mean everybody's financial goals are, are going to vary so much i mean for for some people it could be starting to save for their, their summer holidays or they're, they're maybe starting to think right i want to plan for for next Christmas, we did do a show on saving yeah. for Christmas. I cannot remember which episode it was, but the, there was one previously where we, we covered that as well. For, for other people, it might be that they think, right, I want to take out some sort of life insurance policy. Um, I, I know some people might think, right, I want to make a will. I want to do a power of attorney. If it's that sort of thing, you've only got one thing to do. So just go and do it, get it done, and then that's you've done it. And once you achieve your goals and do the things you want, it gives you a sense of, of kind of purpose and achievement as well. So you're more likely to want to then go on and, and achieve more goals in the future. Other goals for, for the year ahead, I mean, it might be that you, you want to top up your pension, or for some people, it may be starting a pension. For others, it might be that they want to save a, a, for a deposit on a, a house, their goal might be to pay off a certain debt. They've maybe got a credit card or a loan and they think, right, I want to get that paid off. For others, their goal may be changing their car. It can vary so much. One important one, if someone hasn't done it, is to, to start an emergency fund and try and build up a, a wee bit of cash there. But it's important to track your finances and, and think about what you want to achieve in the year ahead and also in the, the longer term as well. Mm. Whenever anyone talks to me about, you know, 
you know, you're always going on about emergency funds and why they're, support, they're important. I don't have an emergency fund and I'm getting by okay. And, you know, what what possible need would I have for an emergency fund? I think, have you been alive the last two years? Have you actually been on the planet? Uh, okay, so I, I guess, Phil, I mean, this might seem straightforward, but I guess if you're looking to save towards something, you know, say you want to top up your pension, as you mentioned there, or you know, go on holiday or do anything, you need to know what, what's coming in and going out, first of all, before you can sort of calculate how much you can put towards that, surely. Yeah, I, I'm always a great believer that you, you want to, to kind of budget. You, you want to know what you've got coming in, what you've going out, got going out. When you look at your budgets, I, mean, I, I do it for work, I do it for myself, and it's easy to have things coming off your bank account that you maybe forgotten about. It might be subscriptions to certain things, it could be that you're paying out money that really maybe isn't necessary. Also as well, it's a good opportunity. If you list everything that you've got coming in and everything that you've got going out, it's also a good opportunity to say, right, am I paying too much for my gas, my electricity, yes. like my loan, can I restructure <laughs> that to, to make it cheaper? Am I getting the best rates on, on my debts and, and things? Or if you've got savings, are you getting the best rates and, and returns on your savings so there's an awful lot of benefits to, to listing what you've got coming in and going out okay so uh you, you list your outgoings and then presumably what you want to achieve your financial goals come next give me some typical examples of those I, mean, I suppose and again you've done this already but i suppose they'll change over the course of your life really won't they yeah that's it i mean like you, you've got sort of short-term goals for for kind of the year ahead and, and quite often like what a lot of people will do is they'll, they'll look at their longer term goals first and then almost work back and say, right, what do I need to do this year to kind of get me on track to, to do that? And some, some examples of like longer term financial goals. I mean, it might be for, for some people, to, it, it's maybe to pay for personal development. So that might be to go to university, school, learn new skills. I mean, I'm, I'm always investing in myself investing in my team. They, they've been doing a lot of training courses lately, exams. So we, we're investing heavily in that. For some people, their, their financial goal is to be better off than their peers. I, I see that quite a lot. For some people, it might be experience the excitement of investing, starting a new business, buying a house. They, they might want to help pay for, for the kids' college education. For, for some people, the goal is to stop working and, and do the things that they, they love. That, that's it. It might be going on a dream holiday, might want to relocate when they retire, move abroad. Who, I mean, it is so many financial goals that people can have. You've also got things like caring for maybe aging parents. For me, I, I'm big on giving to charity. So, so my charitable giving is, is something that I kind of have goals around as well. For some people, it might just be that they want to feel secure about their finances, both now and maybe in retirement. For others, they maybe want to leave an inheritance to their loved ones. Some people maybe want to retire early, pay for future medical expenses. And, and some people, it might be that they don't want to be a financial burden on their family as they grow older. So there, there's so many different financial goals that, that people can have that, that really the list can go, go on and on. So if you know what you have and, and you know, where you want to get to, let's say, presumably at some point there's what I'm going to call a reality sandwich, just for the sake of keeping it PG, a reality sandwich coming our way. And, you know, we best hope someone else is paying for it. This is a bit where, where you have to make up a, a few tough decisions, Phil, or I suppose 
be completely truthful and admit you're just not going to be able to realize a specific element of your dream because it's just not viable. You have to be honest with yourself, don't you? I think I, I've said it in previous podcasts, sometimes to get what you want, you've got to give something up to, to get there. And if, if things always stay the way they are, you'll always get what you've always got in the past. So sometimes things have got to change. And that might be that you might think, right, I want to reduce some of my outgoings. I want to earn more. I, I'm always a great, I, I stay and I say a lot, it's like spend less than you earn because it's amazing how many people spend more than what they earn and then the debts rack up, but they get themselves into a bigger mess. So um, is it's important to to be clear on what you want and in, in the life that you want to to live in the future. This might be a, a good time to do a reminder of, and I think it's the three sheets of paper, isn't it? Yeah, um, there, so. there's an exercise. This came from a, a chap called Larry Winget. I was at a seminar years ago in Edinburgh, and this chap, Larry Winget, was was a speaker. He's a bit of a straight talking chap, no nonsense. And he said he's like get three sheets of A4 paper on sheet one write down everything as it is just now. So it could be how much money you've got in the bank, your weight, what kind of car you drive, any loans, credit cards, the house you stay in, everything, write it down on, on sheet one. On sheet two, write down what you want. So you might put, I want a BMW car, I want to go and hold it in Barbados, I want to stay in this house, I want to have... £10,000 in my bank in case of emergencies. Write everything down that you want on, on the second sheet of paper. And then on the third sheet of paper, write down everything that you're going to give up to get from sheet one to sheet two. And that, that's a great exercise. I did it for myself years and years ago. It really worked really well for, for me. And another one, that there was a book that I, I read by a chap called Mark Rhodes. It was called Think Your Way to Success. That was an excellent book. I, I would really say it was one that kind of changed my life. That there was really probably the most useful exercise in that one was write down a list of everything that you want. So you put, I want, I want this, I want that, I want this. Um, and then on the next sheet of paper, you, you wrote down, I am such and such. I am. So I am Ellen Bowling Club champion. I am a millionaire. I am a successful business person. I wrote all of that down. And, and I tell you, it's, I, I'd love to find a list. I, I've seen, so I came across not all that long ago, a list of goals that I wrote down maybe about five, six, seven years ago. And I looked at it and I thought, cheapers, done that, done that, done that, still working towards that. It was nuts how many things mm -hmm. that actually ticked off the list and, and achieved. So that's a couple of good exercises for, for people to try there as well. I suppose as well, Phil, in order to tie in to some kind of overall plan for your life and where you want it to go, we should probably, and this is what I mentioned earlier, zoom out a little and say, okay, does our plan for 2022 input into the, the sort of mainframe of our financial plans for, say, the next five to 10 years? Because it might be that you have to alter something now in order to reach your goal for your pension, for example. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, people's circumstances change all the time. And, and it's important to remember I mean, I'm, I'm always a great advocate in people taking financial advice and making a, a financial plan. But you've got to remember that, that circumstances change. Things can come up that really can, can throw you at times. And I would say because things change, that's why it's important to review your, your plans regularly. It's really important to, to do that. One other thing that I was going to mention, another exercise to try. I mean, I've I mentioned about 
happiness and, and purpose. And it, it's good to do things that make you happy and give you a sense of purpose as well. So another exercise is to, to write down three occasions that you were really happy. Think about things that made you feel truly relaxed and, and happy. And think about things that made you feel engaged, competent or useful. And then once you, you've wrote that things down, then write down a minimum of three things that give you happiness and three that give you purpose currently. And happiness is things like that, that make you feel happy, make you feel relaxed. For me, like I, I love going on holiday. So, so a lot of my goals revolve around holidays and, and getting away. It's find out what gives you purpose in your life. So it's things that, that make you feel competent, engaged and useful. And, and for me, I, I enjoy, as I mentioned, the, the kind of charitable given as well. So um, that, that's something that I really enjoy. I, I, it gives me a real sense of purpose doing that. And, and then coming back to your finances, I, I would say, then say write down 10 items that you're currently spending a lot of money on and do this for both essential items and non-essential items. And, and basically what you're doing, when you write them down, you're trying to see, right, what satisfies your needs? There'll be some things that you've got to have. I mean, for, for many, it'll be like food bills, putting a roof over their head, but also ask yourself whether that needs contribute to the things and the experiences that give you a sense of happiness and purpose, but, and everyone's all, will be different. That's the, the thing there as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you, if you have, as I say, sort of zoomed out and, uh, and looked at where your yearly plan time to your next five or 10 years after doing that, it's like time to sort of zoom back in again and super focus on this next year with a finalized set of goals to aim for presumably. Yeah. And like I say, for, for some people, I think what really works well for me is just saying, right, let's just focus on one thing rather than, I mean, it's easy to write down all these things. I want this, want that. But sometimes, I, I don't know, as humans, if we've just got one thing to focus on, it's a lot easier than having several and it gives makes you just more channeled to in on that thing as well. So I, that was one tip that I would say to, to people, just focus initially on the one thing. Once you get into that habit or whatever it is you're looking to do there, then maybe start moving on to something else as well. Yeah, because it's not, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's not hard and fast, is it? It's not, we're not saying if you achieve your one thing in February, stop. You know, yeah. you, you can always, you can always bring more in and think, you know, feel four times, you know, the, the person that you, you started out 2022 as. Here we go, Phil, as we enter into the part of the show where you, you share your own life story. What have you got regarding our topic today on your financial plans for 2022? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I've got, I mean, I'm saying I have one, I've, I've got two, but it's one for work and one for, for kind of my personal life. So at work, I've got a figure that I want to aim for, for our turnover for, for this year. I, I, I can, or for, for next year. I, I would say for, for me, it's not about the profit. What I enjoy, I, I want to get the turnover up, but I actually don't think our profits will go up much at all, might even go down. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of training with the, the staff just now, looking to take more staff on. So really for me, I'm investing a lot of my time into that, but I've got this figure, I think, right, I want to, to reach that over the next calendar year. So that, that's kind of the work goal over the, the next year. And on a personal level, I want to lose a stone in January. So, so that's important to me. I need to, to work on my health. I thought, right, that's an achievable figure. I couldn't have turned around and say, right, I want to lose 
10 stone in, in, or 5 stone in that time because that just doesn't going to happen. But um, I thought, I, I can lose a stone in a month. I was like, that, that's achievable. Um, so just keep it, keep it short, keep it simple. I, I know what I want to achieve. I've got the date that I want to achieve it by. So for me, that, that's kind of my two for, for next year. One business, one, one personal. Okay, fantastic. Phil, we always do this bit as well. You find inspiration through various people that you admire and you do love a quote. Have you got one that fits our subject matter for this episode on your financial plans for 2022? Possible. I may well use this one before. A goal without a plan is just a wish. Yeah, I think I, you I have. Would, doesn't make it a bad quote now just because you used it twice. I know. It's, I, I wouldn't like to try and pronounce the person's name, Antoine de saint Something or other. I'm not even going to have night time to pronounce it. <laughs> Who cares? As long as you remember the quote, that's the thing. Yeah. Now, Phil is really keen on trying to help you with your financial queries. If you want to email a question to us, please do. And as always, we can ask them anonymously if you prefer. Let's get on to this week's contact details in just a second. Give it to you after these. Here's a first question. Hi, Phil. With all the talk about rising fuel and inflation, I'm wondering whether this might alter my plans or affect what I've got saved to hopefully buy my first house in 2022. How do you think the mortgage market might look next year? Have you got your crystal ball with you, Phil? I know it's really hard to predict some things and, and things like that, but I mean, some experts are, are saying, oh, there's going to be a crash coming. And then you've got others reporting that demand for housing and property is really strong. So you've kind of got conflicting opinions there. But what I would say is like keep saving, keep looking. I mean, I, I was doing some training with, with a mortgage advisor yesterday. We we had a look at 95% mortgages. If somebody bought a house for a hundred thousand, putting down a, a five percent deposit, based on a 25-year repayment mortgage, the monthly payments were coming in at about 420, 430 pounds a month. So in, in that situation, it's saying, right, what's affordable to you? I mean, to, to rent a house in our area. At that kind of value, you'd probably be looking at about five fifty a month. So locally, if someone's got the deposit, they're probably going to be cheaper buying than, than renting at the moment. But nobody knows how, how prices will go over the next year. Well, one thing I would say is inflation is high. Bills are, are definitely rising. I've seen that myself with, with the bills that I pay. So, so one thing I would say is it's important to, to do a good budget if you are looking to, to buy a property in the next year or so. I suppose a couple of things in property, we had a guest on a couple of weeks back, Tony Lister, who was saying that, you know, demand was just through the roof in, in terms of where he works, which is yeah. the, the sort of Inverness and Highlands area. So I suppose a couple of things with mortgages, it depends on where you live as well. I mean, some areas might be more buoyant than others. Definitely. Um, and and uh, the other thing was, that I suppose that we should watch, you mentioned inflation there. Now, correct me if I'm right here, or if I'm wrong, the inflation, they often put up the interest interest rates to try and control the inflation. So that would impact how much you pay in your mortgage monthly, wouldn't it? That's right. So I, I, I looked at that, that figures there was based on a, a two-year fixed rate mortgage. But again, interest rates are lower now. Who's to say that maybe in a couple of years' time, they might be a bit higher. So you've got to factor that into account as well. That, that's always, but when you speak to a mortgage advisor, they, they'll not only look at the initial payments, but they'll also look and say, right, what happens if this circumstances was to occur and rates maybe went up by a couple of percent in the next couple of years. So mm. always good to look at that. You're dead right about the, the property market as well, because I, I got um, a chap I know, I shared his property quite a long time ago now. He'd been selling a flat in Aberdeen. 
he messaged me actually yesterday saying, oh, great, I finally got it sold. I had to I take, I'd knocked down price for it, but that's it finally shifted. So I was like, great, he sold his place, but he probably got a lot less than what he, he had been hoping for. So the market in different areas can be quite different as well. Even on the same street, sometimes, Phil, you'll see, you know, like three houses up for sale and it'll be like an identical set of houses. Yeah. And for some reason, the one in the middle sells and the one on either side doesn't. You know, it's, know it's, it's bizarre. It's a, it's a strange thing. And yeah. I know there'll be an expert out there. And maybe that's another podcast. Who knows? <laughs> Next is uh, one from Lorraine in Portnocky. Lorraine says, hi, Phil. I recently came into uh, a bit of money through a competition. And my options were to take either a lump sum now or spread out the prize over several years of tax-free income. Do you know which is best? I guess for Lorraine, it all depends on how it's being paid from a tax point of view. I mean, it, it might be if you were getting a lump sum and having to pay tax on it now, or you could spread it out, you might think, right, I want to spread it out and pay less tax. So I, I guess for her, it will depend on the, the figures and, and tax and, and stuff. But I, I saw a similar question on, on LinkedIn just recently, and it went along the lines of, right, what would you rather have, a million pounds now or I think it was like 100 grand a year for 12 years. And most people were looking at it and saying, oh, I'd rather have the, the, the 100 grand a year because that works out at 1.2 million, so I'd end up with more money. But mm. for me, if I was answering that question on, on the LinkedIn one, I'd be saying, no, give me the money now because I know that I could invest it wisely. <laughs> I, I could make it work for me. I could buy properties and get the rent, or I could invest it in like longer term investments usually would tend to do do quite well. So, and, and also I, I like to be more in control of my money. So I, I'd be like, show me the money now. But I, I guess for Lorraine's situation, it really depends on what the tax is on, on that. And, but I know for me, I like to have things up front and then I can, do what I want with it. But if you get all up front, as long as you then I go and blooter it and spend it. <laughs> yes. I've used that phrase before, blootering it. But... <laughs> to use a technical term, yeah. The blooter, yeah. <laughs> there, there's the thing, though. You said what you would do with it is you take it and you invest it here, there, and everywhere. I suppose it's worth bearing in mind for Lorraine that she could quite easily take the lump sum and then just go and do exactly that. Take it to, to yeah. the likes of yourself, to a financial advisor, and say, right, I've just got this lump sum. I want to make it work for me. What are my options? I know that's it. So it is. It's funny when when going on about the word blooter. I remember when I was at school, <laughs> uh, my English teacher. Uh, I, I went to quite a, a posh school. I was brought up in a council estate, but it was it was a posh school that I went to. And I remember when I was at school, I turned around and they were like, um, "Philip, how would you describe the boy?" I was like, "Oh, he was mucket." I was like, no, that, that's not a word. I was like, it is where I come from. I would just say as well, before you get in touch with a question, you might want to take a look at our back catalogue because we've covered a fair few topics so far. We might have touched on what you're interested in. By the way, the word bluter is, I mean, it's multi-use, isn't it? There's loads. If, <laughs> Usually it means drunk on a Friday, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, bluter means drunk or, you know, oh, he's bluted that football over the bar. You could have that. <laughs> Blutering your money. See, it's, you know, it's multi-use. I'm John Ellis. Thank you for joining us today for the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson. Now, listen, before we get on to the bit where we sign off from the show, we might as well hear, Phil, say a Merry Christmas to, to everyone everyone that's, that's downloaded or listened to the show over the course of, of this year. And, you know, just wish everyone a, a Merry Christmas because yeah. 
it's, it's and great and having to yourself, John. Oh, and to you. A very Merry Christmas to, to yourself. I hope you have a good one. And really thanks to all, all our listeners. I mean, the, the, it's been great, the, the success of the podcast. And for me, I kind of believe we're up to episode 67 already. It I just know. is quite incredible. But thanks to each and every listener. Thanks to, to all the guys that's involved, like yourself, who, who records it with us. We, we've got a chap, Bob Gentle. He's the one that posts it on Apple and all these various places. His son, Finn Gentle, edits the podcast. So... Merry Christmas to, to all those guys and, and thanks really to, to all our listeners and everyone that's that's involved in it. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well, Phil. Now, if you feel you do need a helping hand with anything we've been talking about this year or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online or on the Facebook page for the show, search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Or why not email Phil a question that he can answer on a future show. His address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. He might even elaborate on the word bluter, especially since how the Christmas party is coming up fairly soon. <laughs> Send him your question and Phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast. And please be assured we won't use your real name if that's what you prefer. Remember, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us and please follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time. Merry Christmas and thanks for listening. Thanks, John.